Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, loneliness, all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who chose to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Welcome to Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca, and I am your host. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, This is my third episode, and if you have been listening, then you know episode one and episode two are of my story. And of course, it is very hard, you know, to put that out there um, and share with the world my own infidelity and the result of it all. Um, I have been asking ladies to share their stories with me, and I have had quite a few people reach out to me who plan to send stories. So for me, that is great. That's a success because that means more episodes will be coming. And, you know, with that and me asking and putting information out on Facebook and Instagram, you know, there's always going to be that person or several people who really and totally disagree with what it is that I'm doing. And, you know, I was told early on, you know, I need to be prepared for a lot of flack because a lot of people are going to fight me on this. And, you know, I like to say I'm thick skinned, but, you know, not always. On one of my social media sites, a gentleman actually responded back and we chatted a little bit and he really opposes the podcast. Um, He was kind, but he opened up and made it clear that he felt that um, cheating is selfish. There's no excuse for it. There's no way for us to really justify it. And basically, he had been cheated on and hurt. And I can completely understand why he would feel this way, especially, and I don't know for sure how fresh the wound was, but he, you know, definitely made his points and I value that and I appreciate that. And, you know, that just goes along with making this the controversial podcast that it is. And I think only those of us that have cheated and have hurt others will understand each other and why we did it and trying to understand within ourselves and why we did it and why we don't want to do it again. And this was the result. And every story is different. And I know that as I'm getting things in, there's going to be similarities, of course. I mean, bottom line, you're in a relationship, you screw around, you hurt people, and there we go. But what I'm trying to do is to kind of get onto the inside of that. What was it that caused the person to do it? And like I always say, I'm not condoning this. I'm not, you know, putting this out for everybody so that we can make a big party and, uh, you know, hey, we're all cheaters. Let's, you know, get together. It's more about helping other women know that they're not alone uh, because I've spoken with several people and they will say, I've never really told anybody the details, but I didn't know what else to do. I was kind of stuck and 
I was alone and the more I did it, the more I felt worse, but the more I needed to feel that um, excitement in my life and the rush and all of that that's combined. So with me yammering on about that, um, of course, I want to invite anybody, any ladies here who would like to send me an email about their story. My email is Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And one thing that I have put on there, and I will mention this, you know, in future episodes, is I do want to hear that other side of it, uh, just so that um, people can kind of understand what they were going through. Um the spouse, the significant other. I'm inviting the men or women in the relationship that was cheated on so that they can express what their side of it was, what they were feeling when they found out that their spouse, significant other partner had betrayed them. And then that way we can kind of get a whole rounded idea of, you know, this is what I did. This was the effects. This is how this person feels. This is how I felt. And so that'll be uh, on future episodes down the road as I'm still gathering that information. So if you happen to be tuning in and you would like to send your side of the story, I guess you could call it, you know, you're welcome to email me as well. Again, that email is Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Now the time has come to share our first story from one of our guest listeners. And we're going to call her Cassie. Cassie was a gal that reached out to me when she saw some of my postings requesting. She was the first lady to feel comfortable enough to send me her story. And so she has been patiently waiting as I have been putting everything together to get to this. Um, I want to commend her for being brave and allowing us to share this with you. So here is Cassie's story. When I was 16 years old, I was married for the first time. Basically, I was a child bride. My grandfather had passed away and my mother just couldn't deal with me. So I got married. I was together with him until I was about 21 years old. I was a single mom and I was absolutely killing it with single motherhood. That's when I met Fred, my second husband. Actually, I met him at a gas station and I was on my way to watch a basketball game. He chased me down. He even brought me breakfast the next morning. Fred had a good job. Our lives seemed to blend well, and after a courtship, he asked me to marry him. I said yes, but as some women do on their wedding day, I started having second thoughts. I went to my mama, and she said, this is the best thing for you. I believed everything she told me until about one year into our marriage. That's when I got a terrible infection and had to go to the gynecologist. The doctors never really did figure out what it was, but they kept me on a slew of antibiotics. I got to enjoy the holiday that year sitting on a donut, not fun and quite embarrassing. I knew at this point, looking back, that he had already been cheating, but at the time I didn't have any kind of idea. I was working full time. I kept a fabulous house and I was raising the kids, and I never thought he would do that to me. I'm not sure of how many women he cheated on me with, but I did meet a couple of them. 
One time in particular that stands out was when I was about 31 years old. My children were having a Halloween party at their school. I was the homeroom mom, so there I was helping with the games, handing out candy, and doing the things that a typical mom does for their kids. However, this young man came up to me and wanted to tell me his mom was so sorry. I didn't know what he was talking about, but there she was, standing outside the door crying. Apparently, my husband had told this poor woman that I was dying, and the woman believed him. I laugh about it now, because at the very least, she did leave some nice Tupperware in the house while I was in the hospital. I did try to leave him, but he made it impossible for me. I had two kids plus two more kids, and I needed to think of them. Fast forward a little way, and I came down with chlamydia, which absolutely pissed me off. I was so angry. I knew again he'd been cheating. One night, he kept bugging me for sex, and even though I said no a hundred times, he decided he was going to rape me. I needed five stitches from that. The next time I turned him down, he decided to rip the cartilage between my ribs. I was dealing with a lot of physical abuse, and I was feeling trapped, which a lot of women do in abusive relationships. It could be easy for somebody to say, walk away. But when you're looking at all the aspects, and a lot of women still love their husbands or partners, they think they can fix the situation. I laid there all night in pain, trying to breathe and trying to figure out what I could do to get away from him. If only I could get my kids to a safe spot, they would be okay. I took them over to my grandmother's house because I knew their dad would pick them up from there and they would be safe. It was about 9 o'clock p.m. when I got home and he was sitting in the driveway. I had gone to the Med Express before I got home and while I was there at that visit, the people at the clinic told me that if I came in with another injury like this, they were going to have to notify the authorities because they knew abuse had been happening. Of course, I was terrified when I went back home. And when I got there, he took my cell phone away. He put my purse in the second seat of the truck and simply said, road trip. He also picked me up and put me in the truck. We drove a couple states north and got a motel. And as we were looking into the river, he quietly said into my ear how quickly someone could die right there. I didn't get to leave, and honestly, I was mad and scared. And it was shortly after that that I became the woman I am proud of. I actually started throwing dishes. I even went to a yard sale and bought a box of used dishes so I didn't have to break all of my own. But I began to live my life for myself and for my children. In fact, the weekend before I met the man George, who I had the affair with, I was able to go see country singer Miranda Lambert in concert with a friend. For months, I had been breaking those dishes and wanted to hurt him in any way I could. Months went by, and all of this continued, and finally I sent a message to one of my friends saying that I just needed a bar stool and some beer. My friend responded that she was off work Saturday and we would go. Once Saturday got here, we went to a bar, but my friend was a little worried that the place would make me feel a little uncomfortable, as it's not typically a place I would go. I'm a paralegal and I try to be as proper as I can, 
and so going into a dive bar would not be the norm for me. But I stayed. I was enjoying my time, and of course I was enjoying the drinks that the regulars were buying me. All of a sudden, I felt something I had never felt before. I looked at the door, and the most beautiful man I had ever laid eyes on walked in, and I sighed. And my friend said, oh, it's George. Of course, that's not his real name, but we'll go with that. As the evening progressed, a mutual friend came up and said, George wanted to know if he can talk to you. And I, being the sarcastic person I can be, said, well, only if he can speak. But a group of us just continued drinking and having fun. Eventually, George did come up to me. And when he did... He was commenting how he thought I was a sure thing, and if I wasn't, he had somebody else at home that was waiting. I don't think George had ever had anybody really tell him that they're not interested or no, because he didn't take it very well. I didn't skip a beat saying, well, you better go get it. And so I just went about my business. About a half hour later, I could hear him giggle, and I turned around, and he was still there. And I said, what? You missed your sure thing? And he said he thought he should take a chance on me. And then he asked me to dance, and I said yes. I can still remember the song that was playing. It was the song Remind Me by country singers Carrie Underwood and Brad Paisley. At some point he kissed me, and there I was, a married woman up against a pool table, and it felt like nothing I had ever felt before. He absolutely took my breath away, and the world seemed to stop. That night I went home. I didn't know anything about him other than his name. The bar patrons seemed to have another thing in mind because I had left my number on the bar. They wrote it down and gave it to him. And then I heard from him that next Tuesday. The following weekend we met up for pizza and beer. And we ended up having the most amazing sex in my minivan. We met up at least four times a week. He wanted more, so he decided he'd put a hole in the condom, and I found out I was pregnant. I never told my husband I was pregnant until I had to give birth at 20 weeks, and I lost our baby boy. My husband had had a vasectomy, so he knew I had been with somebody else. George and I lasted for about two years, and he wanted to stay friends, but we have a chemistry that I can't explain and it can cause problems, especially when you're with somebody else. He fell in love with me as I did for him the first time in a long time. I could just see me, not Cassie, the mother, the employee, but the woman I needed to be. He honestly awakened every part of me that needed to be. My husband and I divorced, and now George is just a person that I used to know. He will message me on the day I had our son, and on Mother's Day, and I will message him on Father's Day. George did get upset that I didn't run to him when I left my husband, but he didn't ask me to stay, or so I thought, until I ran across a Facebook memory that said on the picture, Baby, you can't leave. I had never noticed that or was aware of that. We were quite the sight to behold. We were celebrities in our own little town for a while. They still talk about us. I have since remarried, however George has always made me stop in my tracks and lose my breath, but I know I am not alone, the poor guy. If I walk in, he forgets everything. I regret nothing as he made me fall in love with me.
In closing with her story, I did ask Cassie if she had any advice. And, you know, she said that as much as she wants to say, don't do this, because she knows it's wrong, stepping out on the marriage, she said, if you ever get kissed and the world stops, don't miss it. And at that time, she said that she thinks she just needed passion as everything in her life had just been so wrong. And she doesn't believe that even to this day that she feels as beautiful and as much of a a woman that she felt when she was in his sight. And she did also mention that her son recently turned seven in heaven and when that happens, everything is so fresh and it's like a record on repeat. And she did mention that she's been ill and she didn't know how ill she was, but she wanted to tell someone her truth. I did thank Cassie for sharing her story and let her know, you know, that I appreciate what she's done, that others would appreciate and, you know, commend her for the bravery that she had. I mean, it seems as though she was in quite a relationship that wasn't just maybe unsatisfying, you know, emotionally, but she was physically abused. You know, I mean, getting an STD from your spouse who's cheating on you is abuse alone. I mean, that is horrible. And, you know, we don't know the reasons why she truly chose to stay that long, whether she felt trapped, you know, with children, you know, financial, if she just thought things would get better. But, you know, it's good to know that she was able to ultimately get out of the relationship and find somebody for herself that she said is just well things are going well and we wish her nothing but the best and thank you again cassie for sharing and thank you for joining us today if you have a story that you would like to share please email me rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com have a great day and remember no judgment goodbye